Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, did a victim of COVID return from the grave to live a new life on the other side? Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Yep, 855-853-4802, our phone number. And if you'd like uh, access to our bonus episodes, almost 400 of them now. We call them EPP bonus episodes. Extra podcast person is what EPP stands for. You get all those. You get access to our advanced episodes, our archive of regular episodes, which there's just so many you can't you can't get them all on iTunes or anything because it doesn't go that far back. Um, we put out everything that you can possibly have access to. I don't restrict that. Um, but if you want to get access to the uh, the archive beyond what you can get on any of the other players, uh, and there's thousands of episodes, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get in on all of those extras. And it helps keeps us on the air. You get a, our ebook and our audio book too, both the Amazon bestsellers. Tony and Carol with you on today's episode. What's going on? You know, that kind of, when you like start talking about all those episodes like that, mm-hmm. that's a lot. Oh my God, I know. Like it's, it's uh, crazy because I remember you before this ever started and to think that uh, in this time you've compiled all of that. That's just crazy. It's it, it's amazing. I mean, I've, I've, I'm sure I've put more hours of work now in terms of just my voice on the air into this outside of like radio than I did in 20 years of radio just because oh, easy. you, know, you, you yeah. talk so long on this and radio was, you know, 10 second breaks, 15 second breaks. And you know, you only you're at the end of the day, you've talked five minutes. Um, well, yeah. Cause then if you do a 35 <laughs> second break, they're like, you know, you could have said that in 20 seconds. Why did you take up 35 seconds to say something you said could have said in 20? No joke. It's exactly how it goes. And then they're like, why does nobody want to listen to the radio anymore? There's no, because you took all the personality off the radio. I mean, you still have 20 seconds worth of personality. Yeah. Come but on. That's it. Let's, yeah, that was this is weather next. And that's about, you know, you talk more than that, they get on you. And then they're like, why does, why would you listen to Pandora? Because no one cares. You're not relevant anymore. It's a shame. It, it, it is. I, I loved radio when it was what it was. But, um, but no, so yeah, it, it's a crazy amount of, uh, of episodes. I, I'm baffled every time I, uh, I look at like the the archive numbers of how many uploads I've done, but uh, yeah, almost it's crazy. And we're going on nine years, it's crazy of doing this. So this is also soon to be longer. Me doing this than working in at any single station. Station I was at longest was the station I was at with you, and that was about ten years, I believe. So we're almost to uh, to that. So, which is crazy in itself, because it seems like yesterday that I left that. If you have- I know. It's just weird. Yeah. Was that an EVP? Weird, channel? I tell you. Was that an EVP that I, I just heard? Was that was that something? You know what? Because I had my phone and in front of me, and I clicked on something mm-hmm. on the group page, Yeah. and it was an episode. I didn't realize that's what I was doing. Oh, shit. You know, I this went is- to just scroll. This is kind of... Was- yeah. This is kind of weird. Um, 
I just made a correlation here as we, I, I was just joking to you about EVP. Because that was all two seconds worth of yeah. audio. Yeah. Earlier today, I was recording an episode with Todd and I made a joke about um, uh, Alan Thicke. And it was, I forgot what it was, but it was like, uh, I think it was like, there was some, oh, it was about Ed Gein. Ed, Alan Thicke and Ed Gein somehow I made into a joke. I said, you know, in the 80s, they actually, uh, they turned a television show, but made it into a family comedy uh, after a lot of criticism. And it was whittled down to this, but it's originally based on Ed Gein. It's like, oh, what is it? And I wanted to show me that smile, show me that smile. And I played the theme song and we just laughed about it. And I, you know, it was a joke. It never really was based on Ed Gein. It was based on Dahmer. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It wasn't based on either of them. It was based on BTK. But um, the, um, uh, the funny thing is after the show, done recording, I'm just sitting here in my office. I, I was actually getting up. I was getting ready to, to walk into the house and I have my cell phone on the desk. Out of nowhere, um, uh, Lost Without You, or was it Lost Without You? Yeah, uh, Robin Thicke starts playing on my phone. I do not have that song on my phone. <laughs> and I, I wasn't speaking out loud. I didn't say anything. And I've never had my phone itself just start playing by itself. I've had uh, Alexa do that. I have to say that because there's like right. three of them in here. But I've, and I didn't say anything like, sorry. Or anything like that. It just, it was weird. And I, I just now made that correlation that I was just making fun of Robin or Alan Thick. And it was a joke. I wasn't serious. I liked Alan Thick. But um, it, then to have that kind of randomly play was kind of weird. Now, do I think it was the ghost of, of uh, 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 Alan Thick? No, I, not at all. But it would be interesting if there was some something in here. That was like, this will be kind of funny. I'm going to suddenly play a song for him now that he just made fun of Alan Thick. But what was it if it wasn't Alan Thick? What's that? What was it if it wasn't him? I don't, I mean, just somebody, like, if there is a ghost it, around here that just, I mean, I, you know, I play those songs. I'm not Alan Thick. I'm not Robin Thick. You just, you just play things for the, the sense of how silly they would be at that time. Yeah, but I like to think that it's Alan Thick. Wouldn't that be great if Alan Thicke yeah, haunted the right? studio? That would be pretty and he's awesome. Just, and he's just messing with you because he's like... Mr. Seaver. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like, I'll show him. <laughs> Can you believe there was a kid on that show named Boner? <laughs> and this was on, this was on, you know, ABC Family Time Television. The, guy, the kid's nickname was Boner. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. And they just, you know, what's I up, totally Boner? I forgot about that. Yeah. And this was like, like coming up in an all new family ties. Then growing pains. Boner's back and he's got one for Carol. <laughs> an all new growing pains. Tonight at 8 7 Central on ABC, you know. And that guy, you know, everybody's talking about high school, junior high. He's like, yeah, I played a guy named Boner. I think he's dead. I think Boner actually oh, died of no, like an OD or something. That's sad. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think things ended well as a, for a child actor. Uh, as uh, it did for Boner, I don't know. I don't know what it was. So I, uh, let's see. Let's see. Boner. <laughs> it's just great to be googling, isn't it? Uh, growing pains. It still sounds bad if you don't know what on earth I'm talking about. Right, and if you wouldn't know what growing, like the fact that if you knew nothing about growing pains, 
Yeah. And yeah. The character's name Boner. You're like, what are the rest of the characters' names? He uh he did. He he hung himself. Um, oh, and, that's sad. Uh 2010 is when. Oh. So, he's been gone for about 11 years now. Well, so, yeah. way to bring us all down, Carol, for asking him. He <laughs> had to go there, didn't you? He just couldn't leave it at Boner's alive and well in our <laughs> imaginations. No. Boner's dead. I was just thinking, like, what a great party thing. Like, you go to a party, and then you're like, hey, I was Boner on Growing Pains. I think that would also lead me to what happened to him. If, if okay, every, right. every party you go to, someone is like, hey, you were Boner on Growing Pains. I think at some point I, I might not be far from having issues. Um, All right. Because that would be, I think that would just be, yeah, <laughs> horrific. And I think it's really hard for child stars. I mean... If you've reached the peak of your professional career by the time you're 16 or 17, sure. what do you do? Exactly. I mean, and, and when everybody abandons you because they were just there for you being the child star, now they're onto the next one. And you got to somehow transition yourself up. Very few do it. Then but. if you do get an actual job, like that happened to one guy, he was in a show and he got a job like at a grocery store or something. And then yeah. there's this, somebody's like, oh my God, you're so-and-so. Yeah. And then it's all over the tabloids. He did get some acting jobs from it. But I'm like, you're just trying to make a living. It's like, sure. yeah, that's who I was. I, I got a mortgage. Got yeah. I mean, well, well, people, I mean, it, it, it's easy to have these ideas that if you were on some sort of hit television show, you must be loaded for life. No, they many unless you owned a stake in that show like Jerry Seinfeld or something. For the most part, you know, people, they made their their salaries, their agreements once they were recording those shows, and then it was done. So no matter yeah. how often it's in reruns to infinity, they ain't seeing dollars from it unless they had some sort of deal with it. Some shows have that. I think Friends did. Um, but many others, uh, no. I mean, that's why you see, like, there's something a little while back, the... Um, one of the guys who was on the, the Cosby show was on like at a Trader Joe's or something. That's who, that's who yeah. it was, and, the Trader Joe's guy who was working there. And they were like, why are you here? It's like, it's making a living. He's not doing acting anymore. Big deal. Let him do his thing. But yeah, I mean, that's got to suck. Anyway, let's jump into our uh, first uh, story of the day. So, so I've been listening to your podcast for some time now, and I absolutely love it. I've had several ghost encounters throughout my life, and my family and I are currently living in a very haunted house so much so that before we even moved in it was documented by our local ghost society i'll be writing back with more of those stories later today i'd like to share my most recent experience in the building where i work i'm a front desk receptionist at a four-story office building and due to covid my co-workers are working from home and i'm here alone most days i don't mind being here by myself Got my work finished most days before noon and spent the rest of the day doing whatever i wanted since no one was around to tell me otherwise the doors of the building are locked as to not allow the public to enter, and there are days when a few co-workers will come in for a few hours here and there, but they must pass by my desk when entering the building, as well as when they leave, so I know exactly how many people are here at any given time. The building is an older building, so the restroom is in the basement, and the nearest break room is on the second floor. Sadly, last July, our nighttime security guard, Charles, passed away from COVID-19. Charles was an older gentleman, very friendly as a former Marine. He took his job very seriously. Pre-COVID, a few times a week, I would bring him in a cup of coffee in the morning, and he'd be ending his shift about the time I came in for work. Most days, he would stick around a few minutes and chat with me before he left. Charles would often complain about the cleaning crew 
They came in in the evening saying that they would turn all the lights on in the office and just leave them on when they were done. He joked that most of his job was turning off the lights and cleaning up after the cleaning crew. Once COVID hit, the cleaning crew stopped coming and the Char- and Charles was only there over the weekend. So unfortunately, I didn't get to see much of him before he got sick. Jump ahead a few months after he passed and things started to feel different here in the office. If you remember, I mentioned that the nearest restroom was in the basement. The lights in the basement are usually off, just the lights from the stairway are on, and you can also see the lights from the emergency exit sign shine through the threshold of the doorway. More than once in a while, approaching the end of the stairs to make my way through the door, just for a second, the light would blink or flicker, as though someone or something had passed in front of the illuminated emergency exit sign. I stopped dead in my tracks before working up the courage to look around the corner or see if anyone is there. Of course, no one was. I switched on the overhead lights and proceeded to the restroom. When coming out of the restroom, I opened the door and the overhead lights were turned off again. There's only one switch across the room near the stairway and I was the only person in the building and know that I turned those lights on. Another time, I was making my way up to the second floor break room. The break room is at the end of a very long and dark hallway just illuminated by a small light above the drinking fountain. The light switch is located about four or five steps into the hallway on the right. I was reaching for a light when I saw what looked like a large black shadow moving at the end of the hallway. When I turned the light on, it was gone. A few weeks later, I was sitting in the second floor break room, seated at the lunch table facing the doorway that looked out into the hall. I saw the black shadow in the hallway go up on side of the wall and down the other. I suddenly lost my appetite. There are no windows in the break room or the hallway, so even if there was another person in the building with me, they would not have caused a shadow when walking down the hallway. I've heard footsteps in what sounds like heavy doors slamming upstairs on the floor above me. Once, when going to the third floor to retrieve a file, I heard what sounded like a faint music playing. I went to investigate, thinking that someone had left a radio on the music stops. All the floors have heard the rustling of papers, creaking of chairs in various cubicles. While alone in the file room, I have an overwhelming feeling of being watched, so much so that I must step out of the room to compose myself. Other than the time of feeling like I was being chased down the stairs, I've never really felt threatened, just creeped out. Maybe it's my imagination, or maybe Charles is continuing to keep watch over the building. Thank you again for all you do, and keep those ghost stories coming. What do you think about Charles being there? I mean, it could be. If he loved that place, he loved the people he worked with, and... You know, because it made me think, like, with COVID and so many people dying in, how do I want to put this? Because, I mean, I I want to be sensitive to anybody who's listening right now. Sure. But, you know, I just feel like there are people who have passed without, you know, saying goodbyes and without, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, it just feels like it's not the right way. Without proper closure. Yeah, maybe that's the word I want. And, I mean, do you think those people kind of need that opportunity? Yeah. To be like, and I wonder, you know, and not be scared of it, but acknowledge him? I think you're going to have, go ahead. Like, like we care about you, you know, just to know, like, I was here and people, I don't know, it would just be a really weird way to pass. With no, none of your family around and oh. when you really need them. And, when, and so, I don't know. When all of this started um, now almost two years ago, 
Um, there were two. Th- I know. It's been two years. I know. There were two things that kind of came to my sick little mind. Um, you know, obviously this is going to really suck, but then I'm also just kind of, I, I was like, I'm trying to think like 20 beats ahead and I'm thinking, okay, well how, you know, a year from now into this, cause everybody's like, it'll be two weeks. No, <laughs> no, it's not. Um, and I just knew like, this is going to take a while, but we're going to see a lot of death and hospitals are going to get filled up and all that. So of course my mind goes to, it's going to be really weird at the, that moment, it felt weird because we were just beginning to talk about having a pandemic. And that concept was just kind of hard to grasp the first many months. Um, but I did think it's going to be weird when we start getting stories in about the deaths with this pandemic. And we're going to start to see it. A lot of them. It's going to be something that's going to litter this show. And I don't say that in a bad way. I just mean it's going to, you know, be one in ten uh, probably for the you know foreseeable future of this program of people having loved ones that have passed on where there wasn't that that proper goodbye Hospi- uh, there's going to be so many haunted hospital stories and I think there's going to be an influx of that um, if this thing ever can get to under control um, where things get back to a more normal level of, of patients I think we're going to see a ton of that because because it's such unfinished business when a lot of time when somebody goes in, it's very much you need to go in now and no one can see you again until you come out dead or alive. And, you know, if you're sick, you're, you're probably not at the best mental state to be like, oh, yeah, I want to say this or that because you're already feeling to the point of needing to be in the hospital. Um, it, it can just I just think there's so many unfinished, you know, open you know wounds with this that it, it's just crazy. Well, especially for, I mean, I don't agree with them, but it's a fact. There are people who don't believe it even exists and people who have COVID and die from it. And if you don't believe it exists, they're disputing the fact that they have it. So now how does that death then leave you extremely unsettled? If you don't believe like, it exists, you're just a fucking idiot. And that's all but, that comes yeah, down to. Yeah, but there are people who are passing like that. So like, I know. so now what a bizarre way to die yeah. that if you don't believe your cause of death. <laughs> I, I, I can't fix isn't that. Isn't that some kind you know, of, how can you rest yeah. at peace when you're like, they're, they're telling you you're dying of COVID and you're the whole time going, it doesn't exist. I can't be, it's something else. It's something else. You never heard there was was all those conservative talk show hosts that there was a string of them that all died like a couple weeks ago. And they they were all like, Oh, don't get vaccinated. Don't get, and and you never heard any of them and their last words going, I stand by don't get, it's all like, I wish I would have taken it more seriously. You fucking think you fucking think. Now, but not, even I, if you kind of came to grips with it yeah. at the end, wouldn't you have some kind of weird, um, like, not really coming to terms with it? I, I don't, don't know. know. It just seems like this whole thing's creating some weird energy around yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it definitely is. Not I don't know. So in, in that story, you know, if it is him, maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe you acknowledge him and yeah. say, hey, you know, we... You know, we all care. We all love you. We all want you to be at peace mm-hmm. and we're going to be okay here. Yeah. You know, and tell them it's okay to go. I think I have a lot of that confusion in something yeah. like this. I mean, it's almost like a car accident in some ways where it's like, boom, you know. Yeah. And, and like in that case, you don't even know what you died of. Exactly. It's like, wow, yeah. what yeah. is happening? I know. 
855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to a caller. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Tony, Jenny, Harper, Coral, Carol, my bad, and everyone else. I've been a listener since 2017. I found your all's podcast and Spotify, and I would listen to y'all when I was back in high school. I still listen to y'all till today when I'm at work or when I'm cleaning around the house. I've been wanting to share this story, but I've always feared due to what I saw. I may sound like a tinfoil conspiracy theorist, but I want to see what you all think. My experience happened back in 2013 when I was roughly, I'm sorry, my experience happened back in 2010 when I was roughly 13 years old. I live in a neighborhood that's a one way in and out. My neighborhood is in the shape of a triangle and is surrounded by a brick wall that's about eight feet tall. It's a mobile home neighborhood. On one night, um, my strange encounter happened when my mother was working the graveyard shift and it was only me and my grandfather, may he rest in peace, who were at the house. My brother decided to hang out with his friends that night, roughly around 12.30. I decided to go outside to see if my brother was there and I looked down the driveway and he was gone and he was out with his friends. So I turned back, turned to the house and that's when I noticed my dog, um, black and white Labrador named Oriole staring at the back of my house. So I decided to call him out and whisper, but he was so fixated. I figured my brother was at the back of the house. So I decided to creep along the wall of the mobile home. And as I reached the corner, I looked at my dog and his stare was unbreakable. He never turned to look at me not even to look as I lo- as I walked around, as I walked along the wall of the house. And I figured, yeah, they're back there. So as I turned the corner, expecting to see my brother and his friends, but that wasn't what I saw. Instead, I saw a tall silhouette of a horse with an upper body of a human. I know it sounds very crazy, but that is exactly what I saw. So it was nighttime. I still remember every little detail, like the facial features where his upper body blended into the body of a horse. I remember hearing his hooves walking towards Oreo and me stopping when he saw me. And out of fear and panic, I decided to run away. But just before running away, I saw where it turned around and ran the opposite direction. My dog Oreo began to bark as I heard it galloping. I heard it galloping as I was running away. I ran in and I told my grandpa, but he didn't seem concerned. So I called my mom and I told him about the encounter I had. And About 30 minutes later, I decided to go back. And as I turned the corner of my mobile home, 
This creature was completely gone, but instead I saw several shadows along the brick wall that looked like people were walking, as if they were walking in a zombie state. My dog, Oreo, was fine. Years later, I found out what I saw that night was a creature called a centaur. And I recently found out that the shadows I saw along the wall could have been shadow people. I have told my story a handful of times. Some do believe me, some don't, but I know what I saw that night. It is engraved in my memory forever. And I sometimes get scared to share my story because I don't know if what I saw was maybe a government experiment or a paranormal activity event. Regardless of what I saw, I have many stories to share about my neighborhood because my neighborhood is a hot spot for paranormal. Um, including one figure that we call the Red Hood that appears around, yes, 3 a.m. I love the podcast. I've been wanting to become a Patreon ever since the day you, Tony, would play around with the bunk bell. That would be around 2017. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Thanks for sharing that story. I don't know if, if he's aware of this, but uh, maybe you are too. Uh, coming up on Animal Planet uh, this this weekend, it's it, I, I, I'll just play the promo for you. This weekend, Animal Planet is back with Satanic Centaur Sunday. <laughs> That's right. Those crazy centaurs are back in action at the zoo. <laughs> Look at little Tommy coming up with his corn dog. <laughs> There's the centaur. Whoa! There goes little Jimmy into the cage. Oh! I don't think little Jimmy's coming out anytime soon. Don't miss all the action. Crazy Centaur Saturday. This Saturday only on Animal Planet. (laughs) Poor guy. He has thought for years about calling this in. He finally does. And look what you do. Crazy uh, Centaur Saturday. Oh, Tony. Um, you know, number one, personally, I don't believe in any government conspiracy sort of thing. Okay. I don't believe that happened. It's weird. I believe in paranormal events way more than a lot of government conspiracy things. Sure. Um, those conspiracy theories, because some of them are pretty outlandish. Um, and, you know, to me, what would be the purpose of that um Mm -hmm. you know if they had him it seems like there'd be sightings and stuff by other people so but i but i also believe that he saw what he saw Mm -hmm. like i'm not disputing that at all because that's very detailed you know he his dog saw it first his dog was really fixated on it that's like my cat when she sees a moth like man either she's looking at a ghost or a moth and I'm trying, I'm like, where is it? Where is it? Oh, good. It's a moth. Cause she gets like super tuned in on it. And so, you know, when your, your pet sees something like that. Sure. And the fact that his dog was totally experiencing whatever he did. Now, like I've never heard of anyone seeing one of those before. And he heard it and everything. I've heard of, of things like it, like Goatman and things of that nature. And it's, I mean, it, I, it'd, be, it'd be terrifying to see. 
And I agree. Yeah. But and, and here's the thing. I, I think there might be a little more legitimacy to the uh, the government uh, conspiracy thing, because as far as I know, they were working on a reality show that involved um, some old favorites and two wacky centaurs. Take a listen. This fall on NBC, they're back. Paul Reiser, Greg Evigan, and Stacey Keenan return for My Two Dads and Their Two Centaurs. That's right. It's a tale of two wacky dads and two centaurs trying to raise a middle-aged woman. <laughs> How wacky is that? Don't miss it. This Friday's on NBC. <laughs> Oh, you. So it could be, you know, it was a TV show <laughs> that you walked in. <laughs> Actually, that just made kind of some sense. You know, like maybe they were shooting a TV show. Um, I don't know. I don't know what. A, I mean, obviously, I have no idea knowing what that was. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm not dismissing it. I really am not. I mean, I just I just thought it'd be funny to do a My Two Dad spinoff with a centaur. Uh <laughs> I don't know why. It's, every, it's everything I love about you, Tony. Because <laughs> when I hear centaurs, I'm like, my two dads. <laughs> <laughs> what? How do you get that? I don't know. It's it's somehow, some some way, my brain's wiring was uh, very altered by TGIF <laughs> and, uh, and, and Butterfinger candy bars at some point in my life. Um, but uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, there, I, I believe that these there's things out there that we can't explain that that sometimes take these forms, and I don't know what the hell they are. I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's something that only he would have been seeing as well, you know, versus other people seeing at the same time. But uh, there's some weird stuff out there, um, certainly, especially when you start looking into some of the more cryptid type uh, things, things from the um, the Mothman has has made quite a reemergence over the last couple of years around the Great Lakes. Um, and there's been other things too. There's, there's a lot of interesting things around some of those, uh, like I said, the cryptid type things, but mm -hmm. there you go. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap up today's program of real ghost stories online. If you like the show, become an extra podcast person, sign up at uh, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories, get access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and a whole heck of a lot more ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories until next time for carol i'm tony thanks for listening to real ghost stories online <laughs>